Welcome to Inside Scoop with Sean Emery, where we will continuously bring you closer to companies, sectors, and themes. This recording should not be construed in any manner whatsoever as a substitute for personalized individual advice from Avery and Company. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies mentioned. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe to Inside Scoop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, other platforms, and and YouTube as well uh, under our channel at Avery. So I posted a patent the other day on various platforms, and that prompted this episode. Uh, 94% of you wanted uh, this in some sort of podcast format, so here you go. Uh, There's a lot going on at Facebook uh, outside of the consistent uh, political topics. So Facebook has over 3 billion users across its family of apps, uh, and while growth among users and overall engagement remains robust, uh, the company is turning to large and very complementary end markets. So I wanted to highlight three of them uh, and those different areas that are taking place at Facebook. So shopping, payments, and gaming via kind of uh, streaming and also uh, their Oculus virtual reality hardware product. Uh, So let's start with shopping. So retail sales is roughly five to six trillion in the US alone. Uh, Some of that obviously doesn't translate to a valid addressable market for Facebook, just given that things like auto is roughly a trillion dollars of that total. So not necessarily uh, a market that they can go after. But either way, the point is, is retail, broadly speaking, is a really large end market. And recently, Facebook announced Facebook Shops. So at a high level, it allows businesses to easily create an online store on Facebook and Instagram and and do it so uh, for free. And the key here is that it's free, which gives no friction for businesses to onboard. And just to add a little more detail about the product, Shops will let you choose which of your items you want to feature, merchandise uh, with product type of collections, and tell your your brand story using uh, customizable fonts and, and, and colors that you choose. You'll also be able to connect with customers through WhatsApp, Messenger, or Instagram Direct uh, to answer questions, offer support, and do other things. So this has the attributes of really a full commerce solution uh, that they're offering. Uh, to, I guess one of the questions I have is kind of to sell on Amazon or not to sell on Amazon. And that's really the question every brand asks themselves uh, but the alternative is fragmented since you have to go direct to consumer you have to attract people to your website uh, and Facebook shops is in my opinion the biggest potential threat uh, to Amazon as it allows brands to advertise personalize tell their brand story communicate transact and ultimately support uh, their users or, or customers uh, it's everything If you think about it, a direct-to-consumer brand tries to do, but today a brand must advertise and entice the user to move to their website to transact. Um, So that process, there's there's friction there. Um, Also, there are many social uh, success stories that have taken place on on Facebook and Instagram before this. So think of uh, Away Luggage, which I own uh, a a luggage from them, um, and... 
their story is they spent essentially all their ad dollars on Facebook and Instagram and they became a billion dollar business overnight. Um, Wish is another one that also spends the majority of their ad dollars on these platforms. So we have billion dollar businesses being built on top of Instagram, Facebook, and now they are opening up tools uh, even more, uh, again, to hit all the different attributes of what a, a business needs to uh, create a full-blown commerce solution. Um, I wanted to touch on two more items related to shops, and that's live um, selling and also tagging. So their shopping strategy goes even further. If you think of QVC, which proved that live shopping is, is an actual thing, um, they generated roughly $12 billion in revenue at peak levels, and Facebook announced live shopping with shoppable links uh, within the videos, uh, and again, adding more solutions to their toolkit uh, for shops. Um, I think that's an important uh, uh, add-on, um, as again, you have static feeds, you have live feeds, um, and you have that uh, last-second potential purchase uh, through live selling that I think is just an interesting uh, add-on for, for businesses. So next is the patent I tweeted out and ultimately what drove this this uh, conversation. And the patent revolves around auto-tagging products within user posts and then allowing those tags to open shoppable product links. So for example, I take a photo of um, cool Nike shoes and it will auto-find the product ask me whether I want to tag and that product at all and, and make it shoppable. Uh, I click yes and then potentially get a referral payment for each purchase made on my photo. So in this instance, the, the influencer, or at least the traditional influencer, gets deconstructed here as one Nike shoe can be product listed across uh, a thousand small accounts at likely a fraction of the cost, uh, just given the fact that um, the micro influencers in this case don't have the leverage and power um, in, in that instance. So this allows more, uh, I guess, inclusion across the platform in terms of everyone becoming some form of, of influencer and participating, um, again, in the platform. There are some key takeaways here, in my opinion, such as where and, and what does ad tech look like in an environment where brands are choosing between mass product tagging across small accounts or using influencer marketing in the more traditional sense that we've seen over the years. I think they will both exist together. Um, I did see someone write, uh, quote, uh, nice, I'll be monetizing my friends, end quote. And my answer to that is, is yes and no. Uh, the yes is obvious, uh, but the no is, is really around what is already happening on the platform today. So if in some instances I post a photo of some food uh, that I'm eating at some restaurant, um, I sometimes will get a question of kind of where is this, what is this, and if it was auto-tagged, um, that could go a long way in terms of driving demand to that uh, restaurant in, ex in this example. And I think there is, in that situation, there's already a clear interest and intent to begin with, so I believe there's some alignment there in terms of um, what both users are trying to do. Now, if someone gets compensated for a tag, just guess what they'll, they'll need to do. They'll have to attach a, a payment mechanism to that. So once they have a payment mechanism tied to the platform, uh, it in, in my 
opinion, it creates the flywheel that they're more likely than to purchase uh, on the platform. Um, so you can possibly create the flywheel of uh, shoppable tags of which people and micro influencers are being compensated for opening up payment mechanisms to collect uh, their payments and then using that wallet in a sense to then uh, transact on the platform. And again, you're, you're working both sides of, of this marketplace that you're trying to drive. Um, and ultimately, I think that's critical. And this takes me to the second category today, which is payments, and I'll be brief here. But Facebook has tried for several years now to create a wallet for traditional currencies with, with Facebook Pay. And then they started moving into cryptocurrency and blockchain uh, development uh, as early as kind of 2016, 2017. We all know about Libra at this point, and there's been a lot of energy uh, around that over the last 18 months to push that project forward. Uh, there's been backlash from the government, which then forced a sense some of the participants to to move out since then they've they've regained some traction uh, from other companies globally uh, trying to participate and for payments overall PayPal has been the partner of choice uh, for Facebook likely due to uh, PayPal's global network of, of merchants and users they have over 300 and kind of 25 million users across the globe um, and it has a proven track record of increasing conversion, which ultimately uh, what Facebook wants if they're, if they're targeting a commerce platform. I would say that the biggest news from payments, at least as of late, is from WhatsApp. WhatsApp gained permission from the National Payments Corporation of India, MPCI, to expand its digital payments platform called WhatsApp Pay. Uh, and do so in stages. And, and first of that will be to work with 10 million users. And, and in my opinion, this was a big deal just given that India is WhatsApp's biggest market with over 400 million users. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts overall taking place at, at Facebook in terms of payments. Uh, but it is a vital piece of the story to really make the applications commerce friendly. Um, but ultimately, I think there's more to come there as they move along in India and, and see what happens with Libra over the next uh, coming months to years. Uh, see how they in, engage with, uh, again, the Shopify's of the world and big commerce and WooCommerce. Um, and ultimately, again, payments is, is a critical part of the stool for creating a commerce platform. The next is gaming. And let me, let, let me switch there for the moment. Uh, and this will be the last segment. Um, and the rationale is a lot has taken place over the past week. Um, some actually somewhat shocking. So let's start with Microsoft Mixer, which is the gaming streaming platform for Microsoft. Uh, they compete head to head with, with Twitch, Facebook gaming, YouTube gaming. And late last year, Mixer, Microsoft Mixer made a big bet on Ninja and, and, and Shroud by buying their rights to stream exclusively on Mixer. And those are two of the more popular uh, esports players or, or um, uh, gamers uh, on those platforms, and they get a ton of engagement. Um, and it seemed as though Microsoft was uh, doubling down on game streaming. And now it looks like Microsoft did a 360 and is shutting down the platform on July 22nd and directing all of that traffic. Uh, whether through the website or through the mobile application uh, to Facebook gaming. 
and it's on top of that, it's bringing its its cloud gaming platform to Facebook uh, when ready. Um, so this was really big news for Facebook, as as if you remember on my last episode with Jeff Chow, gaming continues to be a structural category investors really should be connected to. Um, it touches so many users. It's it's the the process of driving eyeballs um, to uh, entertainment. And again, a really, really important place. Uh, also, Oculus just acquired Ready at Dawn Studios, and this makes it the third high-profile acquisition of which Oculus has done uh, within, I think, the last year. Uh, this is powerful as now they own the hardware uh, with Oculus Quest, and, and over the last two, three months, they've sold out, essentially, of all of their virtual reality inventory. Uh, so they own the hardware component, they own the marketplace, which has uh, there was different new, uh, news over the last uh, months, uh, just showing the acceleration in in their in the spend, uh, in content spend within the marketplace that they've built, and now digging into the original content uh, to lift the quality of the games in the marketplace. So, again, this feels like a Apple iPhone esque type of strategy where everything is verticalized. Um, own everything uh, along the value chain. So I think that's very, very important to the story of Oculus, virtual reality, augmented reality. And again, I think that goes to Facebook gaming. So all this is interconnected as they build out all the tools uh, across the different applications. Um, I wanted to end there. Obviously, there's there's a lot to talk about of each of those. And there's even more like Facebook ventures that launched um, and other different things that have happened just given the size of the company. But I'll wrap it up there. Uh, for me, Facebook continues to impress um, in terms of the category evolution. They think big, they execute. Uh, there's obviously issues that they need to resolve, which which in my opinion are not easy just given that they've been, um, one, going rapidly. They're the first platform ever in the history of the world to really accumulate 3 billion users across the globe. Uh, so it kind of, it puts them in a position to be more reactive than than proactive. So I think it's natural, natural, but they have uh, a lot to do there for sure. Um, so that that's really it. Uh, reach out if you have any questions, uh, and we can talk about it. Otherwise, have a good one.